This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. At the day of Lag Baomer, we all have the question, why is it that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai was zocheh to so much more than other Chachamim? We don't do such a celebration for Moshe Rabbeinu. We don't do such a big inyan from anything that Rabbi Akiva did or Rabbi Akiva taught. And therefore, why is it that we go the extra mile so much for Rav Shimon Bar Yochai? And why was Rav Shimon Bar Yochai was the one to reveal the secrets of the Torah, the sword, the Zohar. Why is it? Maybe we can understand a little bit from the story of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai going to the Me'ara, and this will open for us a little bit the window to understand why was Rav Shimon Bar Yochai so, so special and different than other Chachamim. The story goes like this. It's Gemara in Shabbat, Shabbat Lamed Gimel Amud Bet. The Gemara says over here the following, that there were three rabbis sitting together, Rav Yudah, Rav Yossi, and Rav Shimon. These three Tanaim were sitting together also with another man called Yudah ben Gerim. And Rav Yudah started praising the Romans. He said the following, How nice are the deeds of the Romans, this nation, referring to the Romans. What did they do? They made marketplaces, beautiful places. They built bridges, bathhouses. A beautiful thing. Look at the technology. Look at the inventions. Look how the society goes so much forward with all the inventions and the building of the Roman Empire. It's unbelievable. Look at that, Rav Yudah was saying. Rav Yossi kept quiet. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai said the following, Kol ma tiknu lo tiknu lo He says, don't look at what they did. Everything was done with bad intentions. Everything was done with very... Uh, everything they wanted to do is for themselves. They were very self, selfish in doing everything that they did. They didn't do that for society purposes. For instance, when they build up Merchatzaot, when they did the bathhouses, is in order that they should feel more comfortable taking baths. They would feel, it's for, for themselves, tiknuk sharim, what was the purpose of building bridges? So people would pay the tolls when they go on top of the bridges. And so does everything else. Rav Yudah ben Gerim, when he heard that, he spoke it out to other people, and eventually he got to the Malchut, he got to the kingdom, and they right away acted on it. The king, or the kingdom, acted on it. What did they do? They said the following. Yuda, Yuda, Sheala Hitale. Yuda, which means Rabbi Yuda, that spoke in praise of the Romans, Hitale. He would be Rosh Medabrim, which means he'll always be the one to start off conversations. He'll always be the one to give the preach, or if, if, it's, if it's a derasha, or if it's a gathering, he's always going to have the first, uh, he's going to be the first one to talk when everybody else is talking after him. Yossi, Sheshataki, Glele, Tzipori. Yossi kept quiet, he didn't say anything. He would be exiled to Tzipori. And Shimon, which means Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Shegina Yehareg. He should be killed. So Rabbi Shimon heard that, he right away went to hide in the Bet Midrash. And his wife is to come and give him food. Eventually, 
Kitakif Gzerata, the Gzera, the decree of the Romans became much stronger. They now looked for Abshimon much in, in, in much more detailed way. They looked for him, in, they made a manhunt after Abshimon. When things got a little bit stronger and the danger was more uh, close, right away Abshimon took his son, Rabbiliezer, and they ran out to Emeara. And they hid over there for many years until they came out. After they came out, the story goes like this. After they came out, they went to Rav Pinchas ben Yair. And Rav Pinchas ben Yair used to take care of Rav Shimon. He bathed him because Rav Shimon, at the whole time he was there by the cave, he used to go under the sand, take out his clothing and go under the sand and learn Torah in order not to ruin the clothing and only get out when he was ready to pray. And that's when he wore the clothing for praying. But as long as he was learning, he didn't need the clothing, he went under the sand. So naturally, the skin of his body became, became not healthy anymore. And therefore, when he came out and he wanted to take a bath, he couldn't do it himself. It was so painful. So Apin Chazben Yair used to bathe him, and he saw all these cracks on the body, all these boils on the body, all this pain. So he was very, very hurt by it. And he started complaining and crying the following. He said, Kabachi used to cry, Vekanatru dimat eine vekamatsavchale. Amar oili shiriticha bekach. When he cried and the tears of Rapinhot ben Yael fell on the wounds of Rapshimon, so Rapshimon used to scream because he was so painful. So he said, Rapinhot ben Yael said, Oi, that I saw you like this. So Rapshimon told him, Ashrecha shiriteni bekach, shilmalelo riteni bekach, lo matzata bi kach. It's a good thing that you found me to be like that, because otherwise I wouldn't have all the Torah that I have. And we need to understand over here, what's going on? Rav Shimon Bar Yochad said something about the Romans. What did he say? He said something not so terrible. Everything that they did was for their purpose, for be- their benefit. Everything is selfish. It's not so terrible. And even if it is, what's, what, why the Romans are so much into going and finding uh, Rav Shimon making a manhunt like he's uh, some kind of arch-terrorist that you have to find and he's a danger to society to such an extent it seems like it's a terrible thing uh, the, what Rav Shimon did that he needs to be punished at the, most, at the utmost way and they, they, they decreed on him to, uh, to die it's a capital com- punishment which doesn't explain why? What, what did he do so terrible? So, and, the, and, and the resources that must have put into this, because we see that Takif Gzerata, they decided to take it to the next level to try to find him. Obviously, they, were, they, they put blockage around the city, and they had over there army people looking for him and soldiers. And it seems like it's a little bit exaggerated. What did he do already? What, what do you want from an old man that's sitting and learning all day? What are you so... F- uh, into obsessed into finding such a person, it's a little bit strange what's going on. And also, why did Rav Yuda was zocher to be Rosh Medabrim? What's the connection? You want to get, you want to reward of Yuda, reward him. What's the kind of reward it is to be the first one to talk? It's a little bit not clear what's going on over here. So we wanted to say the following: in in reality, Rav Shimon is a danger to the Romans. Why? Because Rav Shimon ideals were to- totally different than the Romans. Romans were everything about, everything natural, everything on the surface level. Where do we see that? 
from the great father, the legendary father of the Romans, who? Esav. Esav said, when he saw Yaakov, what does that mean? Esav, when he wanted to eat the beans, uh, the lentils, he didn't call them in their name. He called it Adom. Give me from that red. Why did he call it red? It has a name. Why did he call it according to the color? The explanation to that is because he doesn't even have, he's all, so much on the surf, surface level that he doesn't even have that that in interest to even call it in its name. When he sees something, he sees it by its color. Some people, when they want to eat food, they decide that they're going to eat something that's nutritious to them, that's going to give them the right vitamin, the right nutrients, and that's what they found. They go to the store, they look at the nutrients that these food products can supply them. Others don't go so far, but they want something that's satisfying, something that's going to make them go through their day and therefore, they find something that's not too fatty, it's not, uh, not going to make them too tired, it's going to fill them up, and they go and they buy such a thing, and that's what they eat. Others don't mind that. They just want to enjoy the food. So therefore, they go to some uh, fast food place, and they buy something that tastes well, fill up the stomach, and go about their day. Some people are even more surface than that, they don't even go with the taste, just the color. If the color is appealing, that's all. Therefore, there's not even the name of the food doesn't even interest them. What's the color? Red? Give me that red. Since Esav was so much on the surface, so therefore, he was called also at that name. Alken Karao Edom. Karashmo Edom. Why his name was Edom? Because that is the Romans. The Romans were all about whatever it looks. All it matters is how it looks. That's all. Nothing more than that. So therefore, over here also, the Romans were all about the chitzoniut. How does it look on the outside? What do we gain from it on the outside? Nothing in depth. Nothing to look. Is there something more behind it? That's not an interest to them. And this was exactly the opposite from Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai didn't look anything about the surface. Everything from Rav Shimon was what's inside, what's the meaning behind it, what's the pnimiut of the thing. Actually, for the Romans, it was a very, very big danger. You know why? Because the Roman Empire came right after the Greek Empire. They, the Greek Empire was in a way like Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, because the Greeks were the one that brought out to the world the intelligence. They brought out philosophy and many other wisdoms that we know from the Greeks, uh, uh, big thinkers. And when the Romans took power, came into power instead of the Greeks, they wanted to make sure that the Greeks are totally out of the picture. Who did they find somebody that resembles somehow to them the Greeks, there was something that's a danger to society in their eyes. That was Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai was somebody that you must get rid of. Because the idealism of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai is exactly the other side of the coin. The other, the, the extreme, the other, the other in extreme, the other way from the way the Romans were. The Romans were all about surface, a dome, just the color, just what it is. You give them only a picture of things, nothing more than that. What's behind it? That's not an interest to them. And Rav Shimon Bar Yochai didn't look anything of how it looks on the outside. Everything is 
What's inside it? What's the depth? We found this in many, many places. And therefore, over here, this is how the conversation went between Rav Yudah and Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Rav Yudah said, everything they build is a beautiful thing. Of course, on the outside, a bridge is a gorgeous thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's very helpful. It's a great thing. On the outside, the bathhouses and the marketplaces are very beneficial places, very good places. You go to a mall, you have a good time, you can shop, and it's a great thing. But Rav Shimon looked, what's in the depth? Why did they do it? If the intentions are not good, so the whole thing is not worth. You have to do things for society and not for yourself. If you're doing it in order to take money from others, so Be'etzem, you're doing everything with the wrong intentions. Rav Shimon looked at everything and the intentions. He didn't say something so terrible. But this was exactly what the Romans were scared from. The Romans didn't want somebody who's going to look inside things. Because that was exactly what they were against. Exactly not like the Greeks. The difference between Greeks and Judaism, by the way, is a very, very big difference. Although Chachamim say that Greeks are very close to Judaism in that aspect, in that relation that Greeks is which means the Greeks are a beautiful society in a way, the, the, the Chachamim say. But on the other hand, darkness is Yavan. Why? Because it's so similar to Judaism in a way that it's dangerous. What's the difference between Greeks and Judaism? The difference is that Greeks use their mind as much as they can to understand the society, psychology, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and, and when you come into that and you use your mind as far as you can, that's a, a great thing. You can get very far with that. But Judaism means going beyond what you can comprehend, beyond what you can get with your head. Rav Shimon, when he came to, re- to reveal the Zohar Kadosh, that was Pnimiuta Torah, the inside of the Torah, that's not something you can understand by thinking very hard, learning a lot. That's not so. You need to have the dot that that Elohim, which means you need to receive that from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether it's Benevoah, or whether it is Bebatkol, or whether it, it, it is Beruach HaKodesh, you have to receive it. Chachamim say, what's the difference between Chochmah, Bina, Vadah, that's written in the Torah, Rashi brings it down. Chochmah is information, process information, and that's Chochmah. Bina means going beyond the information, applying the information and understanding what's behind the information. And that means what HaKodesh Rashi says, which means that's a higher level that you can't get by yourself. You need the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to intervene over here and to help you out with that. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was the step ahead of everything. And that's why he was okay, because Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was all about Pnimiut. We found this throughout Shas, that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was all about Pnimiut. Like, for instance, an example to that, Chachamim argued, is ta- do you doresh ta'am dekra, or, in, or you not doresh ta'am dekra? Which means, do you look at what the Torah says as a, in, in a mitzvah, and try to see what's behind it, and learn from it? Or just learn it on the surface level. According to Chachamim, you just think, look at things on the surface level. And those, those were some of the rabbis' opinion. Shimon's opinion was, no, you have to go and see what's the reasoning behind it. He was Doresh Tam Let's see what's the reasons behind the mitzvah. And from that, sometimes it applies, sometimes it doesn't apply. He was Doresh Tam He looked at the inside. For instance, another example, on Shabbat we have a machloket of Yudah and Rav Shimon. On Davar She'eno Mitkaven, is it 
is it, uh, is it chayav or not? Rabbi Yudha said, davar she'eno mitkaven is asur, is chayav, you're not allowed to have such a thing, which means, let's say, you do some melachah on Shabbat, but you ha- didn't have that in mind, that wasn't your intention. You're pulling a chair, and you happen to make holes on the ground. So such a thing that you made holes in the ground, that wasn't your intention. Rav Yudha says, that's asur, you're not allowed to have such a thing. Rav Shimon said, it's not asur, you look at the intention, you look what's be- behind the thing, you look at the pnimiut, what was the thought of the person. For instance, another example, Baishor Hamazik, if you didn't have the intentions to hurt somebody else, damage somebody else, Rav Yudha says it doesn't make a difference. He, he damaged him, he hurt him, he's chayav. Rav Shimon says, no, he's not chayav, he's patur. The reason is, Shor Shezik you look on the intentions. What the intentions of the Shor? If his intention wasn't to be mazik, he meant to do something else and happened to be that he damaged, he's not chayav. Therefore, you look at the inside of the thing. For instance, there's another pasuk. Don't bring don't marry Moamoni and Moavi. Why not? So there's Machloket Rav Yudah and Rav Shimon. Rav Yudah and Rav Shimon arguing the following: It's only a man and not a woman. A woman you can marry. Why? Rav Yudah says because the pasuk says Amoni velo Amoni Moavi velo Moavi. Mimele Rav Yudah looked at the pasuk the way it is. What does it say in the Pasuk? That's how I learn. What's behind it? Is there, is there something, a story behind it that I'm not interested with? Rav Shimon said, no, you have to look what's behind it. What's, what happened in the, in the background over here? What happened was that, which means, who did something evil? The men, when they didn't come to Abnei Israel and offer them to eat and drink when they came through their land. But the woman is not, is not, she's not supposed to do such a thing. It's not the way of a mo- woman to go out f- to guests. And therefore, since a woman is not obligated, she's allowed to come and be married. She's allowed to enter Kalashem. So see, everything about Rav Yudah is look on the surface. Although he also agreed, obviously, that you have to look inside. But the, the surface understanding has a lot of meaning as well. Rav Shimon said, no, everything is the inside. Therefore, that's the way the story goes over here. The Romans look at Rav Shimon as a danger to society. He could make a revolution in this society. If he stays and preaches his, his ideals, this thing could spread around and will have a serious problem. They went on a manhunt. They put a lot of resources to find this man and get rid of him. He was somebody they didn't need. And therefore... When it came time that Rav Shimon came out of the cave, what, did, what, did ha- what happened? He wanted to take a bath. His body was all boils, cuts, wounds. What did he say? It's a beautiful thing. Why? Because if you destroy the outside and concentrate on the inside, you become Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Not that a person needs to actually do that. But the main thing is the inside. You always have to look what's What's there hidden behind what we see? And that's a very, very important thought that one needs to know. And this is the reason of Shimon Bar Yochai was Zohar, because Torah is nothing about seeing what it is and understanding it on a surface level. When the Torah says things, it doesn't really mean what you see in the Psukim. Torah says, Ein tachatayin, somebody that took out the eye of his friend. So that means that he's allowed to take against that the eye of the person that did it to him? No. 
Although it says in the Pasuk Ayin Tachatayin, Chachamim saw, no, it means that he has to pay him that amount. That's what Ayin Tachatayin means. So although you read it on the surface, it looks like that, but in reality, the Pnimiut, it means totally something else. When the Torah says, Katsot kapa, Katsot kapa, if a woman does something wrong, cut her hand. Do we do that? Torah says to do that. No, that's not the meaning. The meaning, Chachamim tell us, is Mamon. She has to pay the money when she does something wrong. And so on and so forth. The endless examples to that idea. Everything in Torah is about the inside of Shimon. That's so that you have to look in the inside. Went through and through all the way inside to Torah Asod. And where, that's where this beautiful idea of the Zohar and the Kabbalah came from. And the reason is, because of Shimon didn't, wasn't satisfied with looking at things the way the society tries to sell us, the society tries to introduce us. When we want to see something, if it's good or not good, today everything is done with pictures. You think, you, you, you're thinking about buying a fridge, they're putting you a big picture of a fridge with some nice things around it, and you completely confuse, is the fridge really what I need or not? You see the pictures, and you're all convinced. You open the paper, and the main things in the paper is the big pictures that catch your eyes. Everything is about surface, edom, the colors, everything confuses us. There's nothing that we have to look inside. A person that sits and learns Torah, understand, there's nothing here. There's no pictures in the Gemara. There's nothing on the surface. You try to go as deep as you can into the sugya, and from that, you grow from inside out. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.